Tales from the Chair is not intended to diagnose or treat any condition, illness, or disease. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. Should you or a loved one require further assistance, please seek out a licensed professional. Welcome back to Tales from the Chair. Today's episode panic attacks. How to recover from an unexpected panic attack that came out of nowhere. So panic attacks are a vicious beast. They generally come out of nowhere. They hit you super hard. And for most people, unfortunately, it leaves a scar and it takes a while to get past and recover from them. And if one does not manage it appropriately, it could actually evolve into a panic disorder which is a much more complex and difficult issue to manage. Generally, a panic attack will happen when a spell of things is upsetting someone and causes them significant concern. And generally, as people, we tend to handle issues in stride. But if they accumulate or there is something in the background that we're not quite adjusting to appropriately or we miss something, it could lead to disastrous results. Panic attacks are so common that 11% of Americans per year experience one. Do you understand that as over 30 million Americans, approximately two to 3% of them move on to the panic disorder. So that is a large sum of Americans that have that experience. Women have a tendency to develop it twice as often as men do. And panic attacks do not discriminate on age. They will typically occur during the teen or early adult years, but are known to occur to children, to the elderly, anybody. So it is something where if you do not manage your surroundings appropriately, there is a possibility. Now, the good news is panic attacks generally can be very one and done. If you manage and listen to what your body is trying to signal, manage yourself psychologically well, you are able to basically have that awful experience and bounce right back from it. But sometimes it lingers and it takes a while to get past it. The most common issue that people report is the worry that it will happen again. Adding to these facts, generally only 36% of people who experience a panic attack actually seek out treatment. And the other thing to it is, it is, it derives from multiple different factors from genetics, to brain chemistry, to your personality, to just life events. So anything can set it off, any number of things can set it off, and it could get elevated and considerably worsened if you're walking in with, again, panic disorders, which is pretty much its prime version, any kind of anxiety disorders, usually people with anxiety or who suffer from anxiety or depression have a two to three time greater probability of having a panic attack. Phobias usually are good way of this kind of activating stress. That's a very generic but obvious source for it. OCD, post-traumatic stress syndrome, physical illnesses, a lot of different sources can cause a panic attack. So we're going to talk about how to recover from it and things to look out for when you are dealing with these kind of issues.
So here's how some of these anxiety episodes tend to happen. A client of mine comes in and states that they just had a panic attack several days prior. This panic attack came out of nowhere. They have no history of panic attacks. They have never had any kind of issues with their heart. They don't take substances. They don't drink alcohol. They are completely healthy as far as all things considered. And out of nowhere, they are doing something that they typically do. And all of a sudden, they have this panic attack and it feels like death. It feels like everything around them is just coming to an end. And so the person comes in and describes this. And as you work with them, what tends to happen is certain things kind of come into play. This person in particular recently had an injury, which basically enabled them, or better said, disabled them from performing their duty, which up until this point was a very hands-on, very physical job. And not only that, but they now were unable to connect with their family, unable to play sports with their children, unable to have relations with their wife, basically all these things that functioned for 20 plus years no longer was in the picture. And so you keep on talking and you start making all these connections and slowly you start working with the individual to reclaim what was lost because that's what it is about these panic attacks. You no longer have access to normalcy. You constantly think that your body is just going to try to destroy you. And so your brain starts thinking about what's going to do it today. So you have this fear that it's going to happen again. You have this issue that you have no idea what did it. And it was such an awful experience. You can't just simply ignore what happened to you. But time passes on. This person in particular utilized anti-anxiety meds to kind of curb some of the symptoms. Came to see me once, maybe twice a week. Was texting back and forth with me to be like, hey, is this normal? Is this an issue? And over time was able to come to terms and not have a sense of dread or anxiety for several months. But here's the thing, the thoughts did not stop. The worry that it was gonna happen again still persisted. And what I often run into with people who have this problem is that they don't wanna draw the connections, that this is sort of a wake up call of doing things differently and appreciating it differently. They want to find sort of a eureka thing. So they start thinking about all these different things. This person in particular had very specific wild thoughts occur. First off, they started to become paranoid. What are people thinking of me? Is someone going to be able to spook me to the point where I have a panic attack? If I do have one, is anyone going to be able to help me stay alive? Then the next part was derealization, where they started having difficulty seeing what the reality of the situation was. Is this real? Is this even happening? Is this something that is actually... Am I in a simulation like the Matrix? And then lastly, they just could not experience happiness without thinking about when the bad thing was going to come. So basically, they have relations with their wife, they go out to the beach, they have a good dinner, they have, basically they're given a bunch of gifts, and when is this all going to fall apart? 
And that's the thing with recovering from anxiety. A lot of people have the panic attack, come to therapy, get the medication, do all these different things and think that all of a sudden they're gonna be better. But it's a slow burn with actual relapse experiences where you don't necessarily have a panic attack, but you have something that feels similar to a panic attack and your brain keeps on thinking that something's going to occur. And so it's this tug of war of, am I okay? Am I not okay? And it draws out for weeks, months. And I don't mean to distress you in explaining that this is a very elongated process. It's more to kind of cut into what's going on because this individual, the two things I kept on telling them after we first met and on to the several months that occurred, and they would really disagree with me about this, but I know what I'm talking about, is that he was having difficulties not only with his mortality, but that he couldn't hide behind his spirituality anymore. He was a significantly spiritual individual, and how could God allow something like panic attacks to exist if not to just make us suffer. So there's a lot to unpack there. And once again, one of the ongoing things from recovering in these instances is a need for patience and recognizing that it is a daily struggle that once it's done is a figment of your memory. It will be barely registering in your consciousness, but while you're at it, the fear and the sense of, I need to get past this, overwhelm people and unfortunately cause them to stay stuck for an even longer amount of time. Now, oftentimes panic attacks derive from something very obvious and something very explosive when it occurs to an individual. So for example, I have someone that I'm working with who caught their spouse cheating, like physically caught them. And unfortunately, when they caught this event, instead of marching out of that situation or immediately removing themselves from the relationship, they not only stayed, but they watched. And then they doubled down and tried to make the best of it and engage with their partner, with the mistress, in order to salvage the relationship. This is something that we've talked about previously where it is partially a sexploration effort, it is partially a last ditch effort for the relationship, and it is just a sense of shock that a person goes through. So, needless to say, this person tries to push through the situation and it doesn't work. They go into an immediate panic attack within minutes of the exposure, the action that followed, and then the aftermath. They end up on the ground, their heart basically trying to burst out of its chest, their head pounding, they had to get called into the hospital, they had to get treatment for it, and worst of all, everybody asked them, so what happened? What was it that made you do this? So she had to relive this experience again and again. Now, with these kind of life event panic attacks, generally, the big thing that is causing the fear and uncertainty of a future panic attack is that they are still in that situation. In this case, this lady was still in front 
of their partner, watching them cheat on them, and their foundation of a relationship crumbling in front of them in the most disgusting way. And for a therapist, it's kind of helping them guide out of that situation and recognizing that the only way to no longer suffer from that fear, from that panic event, is to remove the element that put them there to begin with. Sometimes the criminal is obvious. It's a partner, it's a job, it's a physical ailment. It's something that is evidently causing the ailment. Sometimes it's a little bit more amalgamous. But for this person, the proof was in the pudding. They had to get out of the relationship. They already were coming in for difficulties in the relationship. They already suspected that things were afoot. But they had to get out of the relationship. Because every time that they were with their partner, another panic attack, or at least the symptoms of a panic attack, would slowly boil up in the background. And, unfortunately, would lead to a troublesome array of events for this individual. There's a happy story to this. Within about three weeks, they finally ended the relationship, told the person to leave, and almost overnight, a miraculous recovery. Sure, instead of the fear of a panic attack, it was now the fear of being alone and the uncertainty of what laid ahead, but that was more triggered by her own ability to control and know what was it that she was in, rather than this uncontrollable scenario that she had no idea what to do with. So that is the way that one recovers from a panic attack. Sometimes it's recognizing the event that led you to it and altering it. Sometimes it's recognizing that you need to let go, slow down, and just simply not try to push through as if you are a machine working through a tough boundary or wall. And lastly, it is recognizing that you need to do things differently. Most of us feel that we have it all together and that we need to do things in a way in which we've always done it, as if humanity does not evolve. And partially, a panic attack is your check engine light saying that it is time that you do things differently because why shouldn't you? And with that, that's the end of today's episode. I hope it was at least helpful or at least gave some insight as to how to deal with such a difficult situation. And if you have any questions, feel free to write to us at sometalesfromthechair at gmail.com. You could also follow us or message us at sometalesfrom on Twitter. You could like and subscribe to any of the podcast networks available and, well, you'll catch us around. Take care, have a nice day, and we'll speak again real soon.